Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. How many of you are ready to hear a word? Okay. Uh, I'm going to say some things, and it's going to look pretty simple to you. And really, the gospel is simple. But if you apply them to your life, it's one thing to know the word, to know about the word. Totally different thing to do the word. Different ball game. You know, knowledge puffs you up, but love edifies you. Self-deception is prevalent in the body of Christ. Just because you know something doesn't mean you have it. It doesn't mean that it's living and operating in your life. You're not getting the fruit of it. Okay? To know about something and don't do it, James says, you're self-deceived. So today I'm going to give you some simple truth. I mean, you have to be taught to miss it. What I'm going to teach you today. You have to be taught, you know, not to do this. It's just a powerful word. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. How many of y'all ready? Okay, one. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready for the word. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything... Give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. Notice this. People always want to know about the will of God. Right there. There it is. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And in everything, give him thanks. This is God's will for your life. The Passion Translation says it this way. Let your joy be a continual feast. Make your life a prayer. So you can't separate your public life from your private life. Okay? If your public life is greater than your private life, then your public life will be your downfall. How many of you know we see beautiful homes all over the place? But it's what's holding that home that you can't see. That foundation. You can't see it. But it's what's holding that home up of what you can see. That's how your prayer life is. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give him thanks. So I want to talk to you about for three, three things today. Be joyful. Be prayerful. And be thankful. There are spiritual forces that you we must have in our lives to go through some of the things we go through. Now, Paula and I, we've been serving the Lord for 40 some odd years. So all these three things having to work in our lives to be able to endure. So the first one I want to, and we're going to get warmed up in a minute, okay? Y'all going to get warmed up with me in a, in a few minutes. Be joyful. 
Joy is a spiritual force that produces God's strength in our lives to enable us to go through troubles and affliction. Don't let circumstances you find yourself in dictate your joy. Happiness is dependent upon happenings. Joy is independent of your circumstances. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So it doesn't matter what you're going through. You're going to need some joy in your life. Proverbs 15, 15 says this, the passion. Everything seems to go wrong when you feel weak and you're depressed. How many of you can bear witness with that? Okay, three of us. That's good. But when you choose, when you choose to be cheerful, every day will bring you more and more joy and more fullness. Now, let me give it to you out of the King James Version. All the days of the afflicted are evil. But he that has a merry heart has a continual feast. When you choose to be joyful in your circumstances, when you choose to be joyful in your problems, so much of the time we let what's not happening dictate to us whether we have joy or not. Joy is independent of your circumstance. You have to choose to be joyful. And when you choose to be joyful, you start having a feast. You feast on God's presence. You feast on his goodness. You feast on hope. You see, when circumstances come and all you do is look at your problems, you will be a miserable Christian. Can I get somebody to help me out? You'll be a miserable Christian. Why? You're always looking at what you don't have. You're looking at your resources. You're looking at your problems instead of focusing on the person. It, our joy is not in our things. Our joy is in a person of Jesus Christ. You can be broke, busted, and disgusted and still have the joy of the Lord in your life. If you can't learn to be joyful with a little God can't trust you with much. What? I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to choose to rejoice. Um, you know, some when you get on a plane, they take off in um, clouds. It's rainy, and they take everything is gloomy and all of that. You ever gotten a plane and they're taking off? You can't see anything. All of a sudden, it comes out of the clouds, out of the rains, and the sun starts shining. That's what your praise it does when you're worshiping God. You punch out of the clouds that circumstances have brought in your life. You punch out of the cloud of all of the problems you're facing. You punch out of the clouds when the devil is attacking your soul. God's not with you. God's not for you. Look, you. God loves you. He knew you were going to mess up even before you messed up. And he still loves you. 
we're going to rejoice and praise him in spite of the problems we're in. I remember years ago, uh, we were facing, I mean, bad times. It was really bad. Uh, how many of you remember the cassette tapes? <laughs> how many of you know they had the tape players, cassette tape players with batteries in them? Okay, that was, that was cool back then. And so we had that. So we were going through a bad, bad time. I mean to tell you, uh, we didn't have nothing if you had to look at it. It, we have nothing to be, you know, joyful about. And this scripture came to me, be joyful. You see, the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall in diverse temptation, testing and try. Why? For the trying of your faith works patient. He said, count it joy. Is it joyful when you're going through hell? No. He said, but count it joy. Why? The joy of the Lord is your strength. You need the strength of God to go through the problems of God. So God put joy on the inside of you. The kingdom is on the inside of you. Everything you have need of, it's on the inside of you. So when the problems are coming, you have to act and choose to be joyful in spite of your problems. It's a choice. Let me ask you this. Do you always feel like loving people? Come on. Do you always feel like forgiving them? What is it? You have to choose. You have to choose to love people. You have to choose to forgive. You have to choose it. Why? You act on a choice. And when you act on it, you move on it. Then all of a sudden, the Spirit of God flows out of you to make your feelings line up with what you chose. Same thing with joy. Years ago, uh, we were going through a bad time. So me and my daughter, she was a little girl at the time. So I got, uh, we were at a pavilion behind my parents' house. And so I opened the Bible up to James chapter 1. I said, Andrea, we're going to operate on that scripture. I'm a, I'm a, uh, we're going to do this work. We're going to count it all joy. She said, well, how are we going to do that? I said, you're going to watch right here. So I put the tape on. So I said, I want us to tape this thing. So we clicked the tape on. And then I'm looking, I mean, listen. So I, did, I started as a, ha, ha, ha. She said, Daddy, that sounds funny. I said, I know it does. It sounds strange to my head too. But I'm, I'm getting out of my head. I started, I said, we're going to start off in the flesh. But I'll end up in the spirit. I said, ha, ha. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Ha, ha. I just started acting on it. I acted on that word. Because why? Everything I have need of is in me. I got to get what's in me out of me. I got to get what's on the inside of me out of me. I said, ha, ha. Glory to God. She said, Daddy, I'm getting embarrassed. I said, that's good. We need to... We need to embarrass your mind and my mind. This mind is enmity against the God that's on the inside of you. This mind will cap the glory of God on the inside of you. This mind will shut down the flow of the Spirit on the inside of you. You have to embarrass yourself sometime to let the glory of God flow out of you. I said, ha, ha. 
I'm looking at myself. Ha ha! Glory to God! Glory to God! Ha ha! All of a sudden, I felt a release started coming. Then she got a hold of it. She started, ha ha, glory to God. All of a sudden, the anointing of God started flowing out of us, and we got caught up in the current. The current started flowing. The anointings, all of a sudden, what we did as an act of our will, now we're under the influence of the Holy Ghost now. You have to learn to do this when you're going through problems. Because why? Your problems are coming or being used by the enemy to beat you down, to keep you tapped out. I give up. I quit. I ain't going no more. Tap out. He uses circumstance. Tap you out. Shut it down. That joy. So we taped it and we laughed. The glory. We were full of glory. Full of laughing. Full of rejoicing. And we stopped the tape. Polly came out. What are y'all doing? I said, let me let you listen to it. I put that thing on. She heard me. Ah, glory. I'm just laughing. I'm just, I said, thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. She said, y'all are crazy. I said, keep listening. Keep listening to it. All of a sudden, where the anointing came out on that tape, it caught on her. She caught it. She started laughing. My mama comes out. What are y'all doing? I said, listen to this. We started laughing. She said, y'all are nuts. She gave me those pair of eyes. Yeah, yeah. I said, she gave me those pair of eyes. I said, listen to this. All of a sudden, she got to the place where the anointing started flowing. She caught it and started laughing. And the glory of God. Do you know joy is catching you can choose to be joyful or you can choose to drink persimmon juice. I mean, some of the, that's why he's saying, why do you think he's saying that? Why he's saying that? Be joyful. Rejoice in the Lord. I'm not rejoicing for my circumstance. I'm rejoicing in the one who has control over my circumstances. If he can trust me, I'm going to serve you whether I got a nickel or not, whether I got a car or not, whether I got a job or not. Those are all resources. The source never changes. The source is always the same. He's my source. He's my redeemer. He's my provider. He's the one who controls everything. One motion by him can take a pauper and make you a millionaire. Okay, three people believe in that. That's good. That's it. I'm going to keep working it. I'm going to keep working this thing until you get it. Why? It's foreign to you. What I'm sharing here is foreign to you. It's foreign to you. It goes contrary to the natural mind. How can you be joyful? All of a sudden, that thing caught. The joy of the Lord is catching. Um, Samuel told uh, Saul, when the minute you turn around me, you're going to be changed into another man. 
You're going to come into the minute, uh, a company of prophets, and you're going to prophesy. So when he got to the company of prophets, the same spirit that was on those prophets came on Saul. Joy is the same way. You start rejoicing. You start, I mean, getting out of yourself. Getting out of yourself and get in the spirit. In the spirit, there's joy. In the spirit, there's hope. In the spirit, your faith comes alive. In the spirit, you've got peace. It's all on the inside. For everything you go through, it's on the inside of you. You got to make a choice and you got to make a demand on it. You don't put a demand on it. You can have all the power in the world and not tap into it. I can have the electric company plugged into my house and never tap into that power if I don't flip the switch. I've got to learn how to flip the switch of the Holy Ghost in your life. You have to learn to how to turn him on as an act of your will to let him start flowing. We've been too dignified, I think, a lot of times. I want to tell you, when I got undignified back there, the glory of God came on me. When I was dignified, I lost the presence of God. I don't know what happened, but it was on the inside of me. When I got, I obeyed him. Look, there's sometimes, you know, I'd sing. You hear my raspy voice? Okay. As if y'all didn't know it, I got a raspy voice. Um. So I'm singing at my house. I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm going to sing. And I sing off key. I make up my own words. I do. When the Lord said, do me a little, Randy, dance before. I start cutting out. I cut a jig before him. I'm worshiping him with all of my heart and all of that. My wife says, my wife and my daughter said, listen to that. He makes up his own words. He does all of that. Listen to him. And the Lord told my wife, you better watch out how you talk about that little man. He's pleasing me. We have to learn, I dare you. I double dare you for the problems that you're facing and to act on what I'm teaching you. And watch the power of God come out of you. Don't just say, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it one time. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, hey. No, you have to. Hey, hey. Hey, I'm going to rejoice. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. I'm putting a bucket down there. I'm drawing the water out. Isaiah 12 says, with joy, I draw water out of the wells of salvation. Joy puts the bucket there and causes the well of salvation to flow. You don't know what you don't have until you act on it. Come on. I'm, a, I'm about ready to give you a scripture. See, I'm going to take my time now. This is my last service. Pastor Scott can come clean it up next week. I'm going to give you a scripture where most of the church is today. Okay, most of the church is today. Y'all ready for it? Now listen, I'm going to show you 
where most of you are, and I'm going to show you how to get out of it. You ready? So listen, if I show you where you are, and I show you what to do to how to get out of it, then it's up to you. God's just way. okay, come on. Huh? To obey. Turn with me to Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine, the labor of the olive shall fail, the fields shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the foal, and there is no herd in the stalls. Stop right there. Take it off the, the screen. I don't want nobody reading more. So watch this. Let me give you the interpretation of this. Okay, this is, I'm, I'm a country boy. So you city slickers need a little interpretation, okay? Although the prices of food is high, although the price of interest rates are high, although the price of gas is high, although I lost my job, although it looks like I won't make it, although my child is messed up, although my bills are due, yet I will rejoice in the Lord my God. I'm not going to let circumstances rob me of my joy to serve the Lord. We have made idols of home, cars, position, prestige. We've made it of that, and it robbed us from the power of God. You have to get to the place where you're going to trust God and obey him. If he tells you dance, that dance might break chains in your family. He's not looking for your ability. He's looking for your obedience. Get back to the place where we're obeying the spirit of God on the inside of you. I will rejoice. And the Lord my God, and the God of my salvation, he can open up the Red Sea and make me move. Let me ask you something. Just think about this. You're about ready to go conquer a city, and God says, walk around it one time every day for seven days. And on the seventh day, I'll walk around it seven times, and then just shout. What would that do to your mind? Come on. What would that do to your proud mind? Your reasoning. Re Look right here. Your reasoning is robbing you from power. Look right here. Your reasoning is robbing you from deliverance. It's on the inside. The anointing's in you. The anointing is in you. The anointing is in you. It's on the inside of you. The anointing that breaks yokes, that destroys burdens, that removes everything, lives on the inside of you. How? By obeying the Spirit of God, you release the anointing to break shackles. He'll break poverty on your life. If you'll obey Him, if money, you know some of the, you know, 
poverty spirit. It's just, you might not have two nickels and have, have a poverty spirit. And God says, tells you, take your two nickels and give it. I only got two nickels. Yeah, I want you to give it. Then you're going to look to the source to prosper you. I'll make you. The two nickels is your ability. You made those two nickels on your own power. Let me let you enter into the rest of the Lord. Aren't you tired working and laboring and toiling instead of listening to the one on the inside of you that can heal you, deliver you, set you free and all of that? That's pretty good. That's not bad for a little Catholic boy, huh? Watch this. I will rejoice. He's my strength. He's my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Strength is a, I feel like quitting. You need some strength. Let it come out. Start, start, ha ha. Start laughing. Start letting it come out of you. All of a sudden, that thing that got you Robbing your hope and all that will break by the anointing of God. All of a sudden, you'll see clear. Hope will come alive. Joy is your strength. That's pretty good. If I only rejoice and happy when my circumstances are good, I will be a miserable person. I will be up and down. But Jesus wants you to live this way. Rejoice evermore. And again I say, rejoice. Why do you think, you, why do you think he told us that twice? Because he wants us to do it. Well, that would make me look bad. Yeah, might, but it gets you free. What do you want? you want to look good and bound? Or you want to look like a crazy person and get free? Which one you want? You choose. You want to choose to hold up your stuff and stay like you are? I got it all together, but I'm watertight. I'm got, or you want to obey the Spirit of God and obey Him and do it, and He sets you free. Jesus is trying to deliver us from ourselves. Let me say that again on this side. Jesus is trying to deliver you from you. So that the Christ in you can flow out of you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in you. You got to get him out of you and on you. How? Do what he says. Obey him. I don't know about you. When I said, I'm going to obey that word, I'm going to rejoice. I just thought, I'm going to act on it. I'm going to take that word out. Ha, ha. How you felt? I felt silly. Ha ha! I said, I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to embarrass myself so much in front of my daughter. Oh, she said, that sounds so silly. Ha ha! Ha ha! Glory! Ha ha! Then all of a sudden, that river started coming out of me. Broke and she Caught on my daughter. She got it. And my God, we out there doing a little jig and laughing and full of joy, full of glory. 
You're one step away from being set free. You're one step away from being free from yourself. You got to get out of yourself and get into the spirit. That's where your help is from. Come on, okay, shout amen, somebody, okay. I'm your friend today, okay? I know I'm, I'm cutting across the grain a little bit, but sometimes we need it. You know something, we can get so much information that we just get bound up in it, and we quit obeying the word. We get so much head knowledge that we think, you know, we got it, but then we have no power. Power comes through your obedience. Obeying what's on the inside of you. Number two. Wasn't that pretty good? Right? Number one. When I rejoice, I'm getting the strength of God. The force of joy is coming out of me. Number two. Pray without ceasing. He said, be prayerful all the time. I'm going to give you a quote. I don't know who said it, but it's, it's here, so I, it's got to be good. When I work, I work. But when I pray, God works. Be pro- Look, notice the, what he's saying. Rejoice in the Lord. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks. That spiritual force is coming out of you to live your life. This is not something I do on Sunday. It's something I do Monday through Sunday through Monday through Sunday through Monday through Sunday. I live this way. Prayer doesn't make faith work. Faith makes prayer work. You can pray all day, all hours. I mean, 24 hours. Without faith, you're not getting nothing. You have to believe you receive something sometime. I remember one time, I used to leave prayer meeting. I don't anymore, but every now and then I do. So I was leading a prayer meeting, and the prayer people, I mean, they were getting after it. You you understand what I'm saying? They were praying stuff. I mean, they were just, and they were quoting scriptures. Um, I mean, just getting after quoting scriptures when they come up to pray. So I'm standing in the back. The Lord said, what they just prayed for? I said, I don't know. He said, will you run in a meeting? I said, I got so lost in the scriptures they were quoting. I don't even know what we're praying for anymore. He said, stop it. Shut it down. Get them to be simple in their prayer. Blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Watch this. He didn't say, because I have given it is given back unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over men, given to my bosom. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The house, my house is ascending. I tithe, I'm a giver. The windows of heaven open up. He didn't do all of that. What do you want me to do? I want to see. I want to see. The simpler you can get your request and your, your faith will go after it. The more broader you keep your requests, you dilute your faith. I can take my time, I think. Okay. So I said, Elijah, he prayed, shut the rain, bring it. How did he pray? Stop the rain. Send the rain. Pretty easy. (laughs) 
What is this? But when we come and we pray, we've learned to be religious in our praying and not expecting anything. Can I get somebody over here to say yes? Shalom, yes. yes. That's pretty good. So watch this. Your, your prayer life. It's got to be specific if you want to get something from him. He knows. Prayer. Turn with me to Psalms 56 verse 9 in the Passion Translation. <clears throat> Psalms 56. The very moment I call to you for our Father's help, the tide of the battle turns and my enemies flee. This one thing I know, God is for me. Watch this. Pray without ceasing. Prayer turns the tide. Prayer releases a tide of God's spirit in your life to change it. Let me ask you this. Have you ever watched a football game and your team is losing like the saints have been losing every Sunday? Have you ever watched, have you ever watched that? And all of a sudden, somebody intercepts a football. Somebody recovers a fumble. All of a sudden, the momentum changes. The tide shifts. All of a sudden, we got the momentum. Prayer releases the tide of God's spirit and momentum in your life. When I work, I work. But when I pray, God works. The tide starts flowing. You know something? The great oceans of the world the tides of the oceans are regulated by the moon and the sun. The almanac can predict high tide and low tide. It's very predictable. But yet when we come in the church, we don't, it's not predictable. We don't think it's predictable. It's very predictable. When you pray, tide comes in. When you don't pray, tide stays out. Let me say it again. When you start praying, tide, when I'm rejoicing, tide's flowing. When I'm praying, tide's flowing. He said, this is what he's saying. Pray without ceasing. Let there be a continual tide in your life of the Spirit of God flowing into your life. Flowing through joy. Flowing through your prayer life. Let there be a continual high tide, not low tide. You know what revival is? It's taking truth that we've left and God bringing it back to us to revive something that we've taken, we let go. Dear Pastor Randy, you're doing such a great job up here. I, fell, I mean, dear God, where do you get all of this stuff from? I mean, the Lord must be just speaking to you constantly. Yeah. To get all of this good stuff. Our spiritual life rises and falls to the level of your prayer life. High prayer, high tide. Low prayer, low tide. No prayer, 
No type. Come on, shout amen, somebody. Let me tell you something. When God put my marriage back together, and this is, um, um, we're going to be married 50 years Thanksgiving Day. Y'all think, okay, God just blessed y'all with a wonderful marriage. There was never no problem. Y'all just, y'all were meant for each other. <laughs> you know, yeah. No, no, I want to tell you, we stayed in God's face until he changed us. And we obeyed what he told us to do. Marriage is work. Say one more time here. Marriage is work. Marriage is work. Marriage is work. Marriage is work. Marriage is W-O-R-K. It's work. Amen. You know something? Now I want to let you know something. I'm delivered from you. Whether you clap or you don't clap, I'm delivered. God delivered me from you. Because you can't help anybody that you're not delivered from. So watch this. We work this thing. Stayed in the face of God. Listen, you put us back together. Me and you are doing good. But it's that woman you gave me. That's the problem. She was on the other side. Hey, we're doing good. Me and you are good. There's that man you gave me. I was like, I'm going to kill both of y'all. <laughs> Until Jesus rises up in you. You got to die. You got to die to yourself. You have to die to yourself. Men, look right here. Look right here. You have to die to yourself. So Christ can live in you. Yeah, but she doesn't do this. Well, you don't do this and Jesus still loves you. Everybody good back there? Okay. All right. So watch this. You have, to, you have to die to yourself and obey the Spirit of God. I remember, he, said, he asked me one day, and this was 40 some years ago. He said, Randy, you love me? I said, you know, I love you, Lord. He said, you really love me? I said, I really love you. He said, well, if you really love me, you're going to do what my word says, right? Yeah. Okay. So he says, I said, um, I want you to love your wife as Christ loved the church. I said, I need some help. Because I don't know how to love. I really don't know how to love. I know how to take. I'm good at taking. But I don't know how to love. Love is denying yourself for the benefit of somebody else. I remember back then. And I don't know why. I'm just going to flow with this. That's okay with you. I'm just going to flow with it. Uh, I got till 3 o'clock this afternoon. So... <laughs> We're going to start passing our plate lunches here in a minute. 
So I want to tell you, so he told me one thing. He said, I want you to, now watch this. It was a powerful moment in my life. He said, I want you to tell Polly, go tell her that um, you'll take her anywhere she wants to go on vacation. Anywhere she wants to go. You go tell her that. So I'm, I'm hearing him. They say, I'm going to enter into a rest of faith because it's been finished. My marriage was done. I have to enter into that rest. So I'll go tell her, I said, boy, I'm the man. Okay, I, I have my chest out. I'm, 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 I got it. I said, Polly, anywhere you want to go this year, I'm your man. I'm going to take you wherever you want to go. She said, really? I said, really? She said, anywhere? I said, anywhere. Wherever you want to go, I'm going to do it. I'm your man. She said, I want to go to a Martha Pullen sewing conference in Dallas, Texas. <gasps> I, I said, what? She said, I want to I thought we were going fishing, Grand Isle. I said, that's my girl. She said, I want to go to a Martha Pullen sewing conference. She said, you remember what you said? I said, yeah. Uh-huh. I, did. I was like that guy writing a check and I was dumbfounded. Yeah, I'm in it, I'm in it. I'll get back in my breath. You set me up. He said, yes, I did. I set you up, but I set you up for life. Now she knows that you will deny yourself for her. And now she will deny herself for you by your example. Marriage is work. We want to go to leadership conferences, Lord. The leaders on the inside of you. How you want to go to a leadership conference if you're not leading, you're not listening to the leader at his conference on the inside of you? I want to go learn to be a leader. He's in you. Shout amen, somebody. Where were we at? Anyhow, I don't even know where we are. Pray without ceasing. Let the high tide of the Spirit of God flow out of you. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up. The, the third thing, let me go first point, rejoice forevermore. Rejoice in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Pray without ceasing. Why? Prayer releases the ability of God in my circumstance. It keeps a high tide of the flow of the Spirit flowing in your life. The times that we're going into, you're going to need this. You're going to need to be filled with your spirit, the Spirit and to hear His voice and obey Him. The third part is, is um, thanksgiving is a spirit, spiritual force that changes my attitude. Changes my attitude. Watch this. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'm not giving him thanks for the situation. I'm giving him thanks in the situation. Big difference. I'm thanking him. Let me give you this other scripture, which I, I found was really good. 
Psalms 116, 12 and 13. What shall I return to the Lord for his goodness to me? What can I give God for all he's done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and I will call on the name of the Lord. Let me give it to you out of the New Living Translation. What shall I give to the Lord for all his good things he has done for me? I will show him my thanks for saving me with a gift of wine and praise his name. Well, I know people in the first service, they love that. They said, oh, we're giving some wine out. We like that. We like that. We'll give give some wine out. That's good. But what the wine represented, God told him about the promised land. The promised land was this. I'm going to give you cities you did not build, wells you did not dig. I'm going to give you houses you did not build, and vineyards you did not plant. So when they came with a wine offering in the promised land, Lord, your promises are true. Here's the offering of it. I got a vineyard. I look at my life. Polly and I, on Thanksgiving, we're going to be married 50 years. Now, if you would have saw us when we first got married, you don't think you would want to come get counseling from me. I mean, people would say, I got enough trouble on my own without getting you, you bringing counsel. But 50 years, I saw what he put together. I told her, I don't love you. She said, well, don't feel pregnant. I don't love you either. I said, there we are. We got no junk in the trunk. We clean, and now there's only one way to go. It's up, 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 up. So I want to tell you, so we have that. Looking at our lives today, I look at the goodness of God. Look what you've done. Every time she, I can't wait to wake her up in the morning. Seven o'clock, I've been doing this for years and years. 30, 40 years. Every morning, seven o'clock. Time to get up. We drink coffee. For an hour, hour and a half, and we talk. She's my wine. Oh, Lord, that, every time she walks, that's my wine right there. That's the promised land. That's what you gave me. I can see your goodness right there. Watch this. I had two bouts of cancer. This month is 10 years. I'm cancer-free. They discharged me. Watch his goodness. I'm sitting down in my living room, minding my own business. Minding my own business. I'm ready to go. They sent me to the heart hospital to get my chest cut open. So they're prepping me. They want to prep me. I'm sitting in there. All of a sudden, Jesus walks in. His presence filled the room. Atmosphere changed. The wind, little wind started blowing. I'm sitting out in my recliner. What's God? All of a sudden, he came in front of me and he told me this. Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound low these 18 years, be loosed from her infirmity on the Sabbath day? And he said, 
I said, well, if she can be loosed, I can be loosed. I'm loose from death. I'm loose from death. And he left. He called me a woman. I could care less what you call me as long as I'm healed. Watch this. Some of you think Jesus called a woman who was a Syrophoenician woman. He said, it's not meat to take the children's bread and give them to a dog. Jesus is the rock of offense. Where, he, where you offended with him at, power's there. Do you really want it? Woman, it's not meat for me to take the children and give it to a dog. Yea, Lord. But even the little dogs can get something from the crumbs that your children leave. He backed up and said, oh, woman, oh, woman, oh, woman, you didn't let that offend you. Be it unto you as you wilt. You didn't get offended. The place that you get offended at, you stop right there. Many people are offended with God because he didn't do this, didn't do that, didn't do this. Watch this. He's your source. He's not a resource. He's not something I go through for as a life preserver. He is God all by himself. With us or without us, he's God all by himself. He deserves our worship. He deserves our adoration. He deserves our humility and bowing down before Him. So I look at that on our life. I look back on the goodness of God. I look at He saved me. I didn't even know I was lost until I was found. When I was found, I saw how much I was lost. Some of you don't know what you didn't want until you don't want until you get what you think you didn't need. That's going to register somewhere around the next week sometime. I'll look at, he delivered me. He set me free from me. He set me free from me. He set me free from me to worship and thank Him. I was addicted. He came into my life and set me free. I used to go, I mean, look, I used to go, drinking was just, I just, okay, I had a, and I said, my mama used to pray for me. Every time I go get a beer, when after she prayed, I said, boy, my mama's praying because this beer tastes terrible. <laughs> Something that I love now, I hate it. But he, his goodness, I didn't work for his salvation. Watch this, let me help you. One day, I'm, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning and I'm thanking the Lord and thanking him and praising him. And the Lord says, he spoke to me just so quick. He said, I've been waiting for you. I said, well, he said, then he spoke to me again. I've been waiting for you. I said, Lord, I'm praising you and thanking you. 
I appreciate you. I love you. I love you, Lord. Then he spoke this to me that ever changed my life. And this was just three months ago. And I'm still getting changed. You know what he told me? He said, you think by you praising me and thanking me that you're getting my attention. He said, but you were on my mind on the cross. I was pursuing you when you wasn't even looking for me. He said, your praise and your thanksgiving is making you aware of me, not me aware of you. He's good. So I'll look at my home, I'll look at my life, live the good life. I plan on living long, long, long. Long life. With long life, he satisfied me. I want to be walking with Polly for a long life. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I want us to stand. Give me a little drink. Yeah, leave that. Leave that last quote up, please. Looking at the cup. This is an attitude of gratitude. When asked, is my cup half full or half empty? My only response is, I'm thankful for the cup. Some of you are discontent because you're looking at what you don't have instead of thanking God for what you do. You know, they always say the grass is always greener on the other side. Remember, y'all got that? No, the grass is always greener where you water at. Start watering your marriage. Start telling your wife how beautiful she is. Start telling her, what do you want me to do for you? I want to show you how much God loves you through me. Start thanking God for your wife. Start thanking God for your kids. Start letting Him change your attitude to see the best in your kids and not just the worst in your kids. And watch what He does. Let's lift up our hands. <clears throat> Jesus, we thank you. Lord, thank you for your goodness. You're good all the time. You're good all the time. You've been so good to us. Even when we thought we were at our best, that we were doing it, but it was you doing it all along. We tried to take credit for what you're doing, but it was you by your spirit and your mercy and your grace doing it. When I was in business, when we sold our business, we prospered and I looked at that and the Lord woke me up two or three o'clock in the morning. He said, you took some of my, I saw it. He didn't tell me about it, I saw it. I took some of his glory for what he did. And so it broke me, but he kept on doing good to me in spite of me. I want to tell you, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. 
God is good. Father, thank you. Say it, Allah. Thank you. I surrender and I submit my life completely to you. I offer to you my thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for an attitude of gratitude. Thank you for these three spiritual laws. Rejoicing, praying, thanksgiving. Let that be in my life. Continual. And for that I give you the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.